Welcome back to another episode of the Treat Yourself podcast presented by Wonderful. My name is Moon and this is my co-host, Michael. What's up? We are joined today by another wonderful guest. His name is Howie, aka Food with Howie. He's a foodie in Vancouver who has been killing the game on Instagram with his awesome pictures that'll make you drool. We really enjoy learning about what being a foodie on social media entails, his creative process, the challenges he's faced, and what makes him happy. We are super excited for this episode and we hope you enjoy it too. Let's get straight to it. Okay. Thank you so much for pulling up to the, the podcast. How have you been? Very good. Very good. That's great to hear. Yeah. So for uh, those of you that don't, uh, that hasn't met Howie yet, uh, he is a foodie based in Vancouver. He's killing the game. Uh, he takes some sick pictures. But uh, some of the greatest food. pictures ever. Just some of the greatest. Uh, he does a lot of work <laughs> at like other restaurants. Um, please introduce yourself quickly in like 30 seconds for those of you that haven't known you mm, perfect perfect so my name is Howie I've been doing Instagram for about five years now Sweet. and I work with about I think about 500 restaurants so far damn so, yeah that's crazy <laughs> low-key flex right there <laughs> that's crazy mm-hmm. and I've worked with brands like McDonald's Subway um New York fries, you know, you name it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And like to work with these guys, are you the one always like reaching out, just saying like, hey, you know, I want to work mm-hmm. with you guys? <clears throat> As normally their marketing agency would reach out to me and then they'll ask me like, hey, would you be interested in promoting? You know, they might have National Pickles Day. That's what right. I did for McDonald's. And then right. they asked me like, oh, would you like to come promote our National Pickles Day? And then as you know, for McDonald's and then, yeah. Sweet. Do you have like a day job or like is this like I do I do. So when I first started out, I was working uh, with Bell Canada, Mm -hmm. and then uh, I switched over to working with Motorola. So I was doing that uh, as a nine to five job, and then normally I'll try to fit in Mm -hmm. like photos and stuff. And then uh, when I was working with Motorola, I was also traveling at the same time. So then I was able to do do like foodie things over in Toronto, over Sweet. in Calgary. Yeah, because I was a territory manager for Motorola. Wow, it worked out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of overlap between the two fields, right? There is. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. So what kind of inspired you to start like this whole like food mm-hmm. journey? Very good question. So <clears throat> I first started out doing this as a pretty much as a diary for myself because I don't remember everything I eat and I normally eat out like three times a day or something and then uh, a lot of my friends are like hey why are you not sharing the stuff that you're eating you know and then Mm -hmm. I was like okay you know I'll start taking some pictures and then I started using my phone for uh, all all the shots that I was doing and I was like hey I noticed that everyone's shot is using camera or yeah and then I was like okay let's start getting into the camera and then I got my first camera, which is a Nikon. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hmm, it turned out really nice. And then I started getting a lot more companies, a lot more small businesses asking me like, hey, can you come shoot for us? Can you, you know, feature us on your page? Can you, you know, take pictures of our food? And then after that, I started upgrading all my lens, upgrading all my camera body. So now I use a Canon uh, with a 1.4 lens, which is a lot better than what I was using before. That's why the pictures look amazing. <laughs> no. So just like super shallow depth of field, just mm-hmm. just the food. Okay. 
That's interesting. Do you have like a favorite uh, favorite uh, focal length you like to shoot at? Uh, I shoot at fifty. So fifty, yeah. nifty yeah. fifty, nifty nice. fifty. <laughs> Solid yeah. man. Okay, so there's tons of people covering food on Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's like everything on Instagram. How do you set yourself apart from the other ones? Like, not everybody's out here working with McDonald's for mm-hmm. National Pickle Day. Very sure. good question. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say since I have the gear to produce good pictures compared to a lot of the foodies that just use a phone, uh, mm-hmm. that does set me aside. But then I also feature a lot of like deals, a lot of promotions that a lot of restaurants do have. And then people mm-hmm. come to my page just for that. And of course I do a lot of giveaways as well. And then, you know, yeah, there's comes- so many giveaways <laughs> on your yeah, page. So then a lot of people come for Blessing that. these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for people that are watching this, trying to get into like the whole foodie game, it would be, you got to get some better gear. Uh, you got to start reaching out to more businesses, you know, yep. running, like more giveaways, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Nice, yep. man. I mean, for it sure. worked with us. Uh, you took some amazing photos for us. <laughs> so <laughs> thank, thank you for thank that. You. Yeah. Nice. So, you know, you are talking about taking pictures for food. I uh, wanted to kind of understand what is your creative process when you're taking pictures for food? Mm. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> So if you ever taken pictures a bit before, I would tend to use the rule of third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, set aside your picture itself. So then you always want it like either left or right, not in the center itself. And then right. you also want the vocal of the picture of what you're featuring, because whenever you go to a restaurant, they're going to give you 10 items or something. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you want a picture or a food item that really does shine for everyone and mm-hmm. really does draw people into the restaurant itself. So not every food that you get will draw them in. So then, of course, you know, pick and choose your battle for what you're going to feature. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed, uh, unlike other foodies, um, whenever you take pictures, you always had, uh, like, good props and stuff in the background, too. Yes, I do. I would kinda, like, <laughs> A lot of money is spent on subject. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, props, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, really enjoy the pictures you've taken. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. But that's so cool. You mentioned that you went to like places like Toronto. And I did. On, on your Instagram page, even it, it shows on your highlights that you've been to like mm-hmm. Calgary, LA and all that. Yeah. Is there like a specific city you would recommend for like people to visit just for the food? Japan. Japan. Japan? And hands down Japan. Uh, I gained about 15 pounds from just going to Japan alone in fifth, 17 Holy. days. 17 yeah. days. Yeah, I, I was like, <laughs> I, I would not gain 15 pounds, but when I came back, you had all to my just try everything. Like, why, why is your face, you know? So <laughs> you just had to eat everything you could while you're there. Yeah, that's I went to 100 places that. within 17 days. Holy, 100 places. Holy, that's wow. just great content. It's great. That's crazy, man. That's pound a day. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was like the best thing you ate at Japan? Best thing? Oh, uh, sushi was good, you know. Cool. Of course, sushi yeah. hands down, really good. Uh, For sure. A5 Wagyu, I think, mm-hmm. hands down. Oh, that just already sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious, uh, you eat out a lot. Do you, no. does that kind of translate into cooking? Like, are you a good chef yourself? Or? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, so, you know, on my Instagram, you tend to see me eat, eat out, I don't know, three times a day or something. <laughs> but then it actually doesn't, happen like that because normally i go to maybe eight or nine restaurants in one day and then i spread that out throughout the week uh, yeah. i see i see yeah and i tend to cook a lot at home too yeah 
so it's just like one day where you just eat just so well yep yeah that's the life (laughs) that sounds awesome wow i don't know how i would feel the next day though just i know right (laughs) (laughs) so like in in like vancouver and bc and and just in bc in general do you have like a specific restaurant or like a dessert shop do you occasionally like go to treat yourself Mm, mm. like just like like your bc alone let's see there's specific items that i would get for of course you know food that i want to try like you know for bubble tea uh, per se uh i would go to coco for my classic stuff Right. Then I would go to like Shinfu Tang for, you know, brown sugar. Right. Then I would go to, you know, Yi Fang for the fruit tea, you know, specific restaurants will have specific stuff. Mm. Uh, you know, for shaved ice, I most likely will go to Passionate. Right, yeah, right, right. Because classic right there. And then if I want to go for Gimbap, I would go for Gimbap Chunggu. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they yeah, got yeah. some of the great Gimbaps there. Yeah. What are some like uh dessert shops that or like even restaurants in general in BC that like exceeded your expectations? Exceeded? Oh, that that's hard to say. Cause uh since I've been to over 500 restaurants in Vancouver right. alone, uh there has only been a couple that I would be like, wow. <laughs> really? Uh what are some what are what are some of them? Sushi Bar Mommy gotcha. on Davy Street. Uh, I would say that is one of my top favorite. Uh, it's an omakase that costs about, I think, $100 per person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get about 10 pieces, but everything's flown from Japan. So Damn. really good. Uh, another one that really wowed me is, I actually really enjoyed Hydra. Uh, mm-hmm. You might call it Hydra. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a downtown. Uh, best Mediterranean food in Vancouver. Wow. Downtown. Yeah. And then I think my third place I would choose is, hmm, for price to what you're getting for, Motan mm-hmm. on, in Kitsilano. It's right next to Octopus Garden. Gotcha. Or, yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah. Yeah. They just all sound delicious. I definitely got to try I got to most definitely try them out. Wait, which one was the the foam from Japan one? I have to try that one. Uh, sushi bar uh, I, I'm not sure if they're open now, but uh-huh. so good. We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. Solid. Okay, we'll, we'll go, we'll go, man. Let me get back. Nice. Yeah, it's like, uh, what are some like goals you have set for yourself this year and oh. even possibly like in the next in the next five years for your, uh, your uh, foodie page and all that, or even there, yourself yeah. personally? <laughs> <clears throat> uh firstly i think uh for this year alone 20k uh, followers which is i think it's doable you know with the goal i'm going uh probably start on a tiktok account you know haven't really got into that but you know i see everyone doing it all my friends are doing it and it's been really beneficial for them as well okay yeah we got all our own pace so start we got to start whenever we're all like ready on our own self and then i think uh if i can get back to the gym <laughs> uh haven't got Solid. back to the gym since covid happened so getting a bit flabby here so you can yeah. just use all that to just do just bulk just bulk i know it's like uh, i'm doing dirty bulk right now that's <laughs> how i feel 
<laughs> we all do. Cultivating both. mass, man. Because I used mass. to go to the gym uh, probably three to five times a week, and now mm. nothing. Not so. at all. Yeah, I, I I haven't personally gone to the gym for a good year now. Mine's two years. So oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Okay. So coming back to that point about uh, trying to get 20k followers, um, mm-hmm. I uh, have a bunch of other friends who are creatives on Instagram. And they've also just been kind of saying, hey, this new Instagram algorithm is kind of whack. Like it's super whack. Yeah. <laughs> I heard I heard uh, they're mostly about that. So you guys probably heard uh, Instagram is investing more money into reels itself. Yes, like video because, content. Yeah, because they want to take over TikTok space and switching people over from, you know, TikTok over to Reels. Mm-hmm. Uh that's one thing people should be doing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, uh, engagement. If you're not engaging with others, others won't engage with you. That's how the world is. And it's a mutual relationship. Uh, even if you're 20K, 30K, 40K, you still have to engage with others. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing I would say. Uh, and then engage with the people that truly cares about your page. Because if you get people that are like randoms, you know, from US or something, they're, mm. they're only going to probably follow you and then you know never engage on your stuff ever again makes a lot of sense so only engage with people that are in vancouver or in canada and then you'll get the true followers that will always engage with you Mm. i've got some real homies yeah (laughs) okay so then coming back to that point where uh, instagram is going to start favoring reels videos over photo but and obviously you mostly do photos of food would you then start doing more video Mm mm-hmm Oh, more so, like like behind the scene content. So I do have the skills for videos itself because I do have the Adobe, you know, uh, platforms Premier and stuff Pro, like that to create yeah. the videos. But it takes way too much of my time right now because oh, there's yeah. still a lot of companies that I'm still taking photos for, and then and photos aren't well. Photos are something that you can always print out and you know feature on your like in your store or in your menu itself videos you can't really feature you know when you go into a store unless they have like a big tv screen featuring you know a video that you made Mm -hmm. so uh, a lot of businesses that i do work for and you know that do ask me to come by are places that it's like oh can you do menu shots for me can you do you know a big poster for me so that Mm -hmm. like uh, i think one that i did recently was for a restaurant called pho 37 Mm -hmm. Uh, so they're downtown and in richmond yeah. And I did a big, you know, revamp on their menu and I did a big poster for them as well. So. Wow. Nice. Okay. So, okay. Regarding this, cause um, you're talking about this uh, job you're doing for them. I think a big conversation uh, that any creative kind of struggles with is like, how much do I charge? How much should I charge? Like Very good question. what is kind of your process for that? Cause you are obviously providing value. So you got to get paid, <laughs> but do you get paid by the hour? Is it like per shot? Or, like do, or do you even charge at all? Oh, Very I mean, he's got to charge. He's got to pay for his food. <laughs> uh, it actually depends on the restaurant itself. So it, it depends on what uh, restaurants ask for. So mm-hmm. if it's a small businesses, uh, I tend to not charge. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's a local, you know, home business, because I know they don't have the budget and mm-hmm. they want to be promoted. And mm-hmm. that was my goal to begin with when I started my Instagram, you know, get people uh, known because I don't want to see another business close down because there's so many businesses that did close down this year. And if you see another one that closed down, then 
of course, you'll start feeling bad, you know, for mm-hmm. things that happen. Uh, I think a good ratio for people sh- that should be charging is what they ask for. If they ask you to do posts, if they ask you to do, you know, stories, reels, you know, everything that piles on, and if they have the rights to everything that you do as well, mm-hmm. and everything that, you know, they say that you can say, because there's a lot of uh companies that will ask like hey can you run it through us first you know everything that you post and mm-hmm. that takes a lot uh, a lot of process then yeah. of course you'll have to charge a bit more because of course it's taking more of your time mm-hmm. and i think a good rate would be one to two percent of your followers yeah mm-hmm. one to two percent of your followers oh, yeah interesting. And, and that and, and that's for a canadian rate right because if you were doing a u.s rate that would be a two to four percent two to four percent is it because the population is more in u.s Population is bigger, and uh, it's just that they have a bigger budget in the U.S. itself. Because mm-hmm. uh, when you post something in Canada, it tends to only stay within your territory itself. It doesn't go within like outside to like Alberta, you know, uh, Toronto, etc. Oh, I see. Yeah, but it, when you post in U.S., it actually does spread a lot faster, and it's because U.S. has a bigger population than Canada. Because you know California's population is the same as Canada's population, oh, so then for sure. once you post something in the U.S., it does spread a lot, you know, to to a lot more people. Mm. Yeah, it's super interesting stuff. So so uh, that's why it's important to grow your follower count, right? So you know, it is, and it has to be genuine followers as well. Because uh, a lot of the marketing companies do ask, hey, can we see where your ratio is at for your followers? Because they mm. want to see if it is it mainly in Vancouver? Because there are a lot of people, I won't say who, <laughs> uh, that tend to <laughs> get followers from like uh, Japan right. or get followers from India or right. get followers yeah. from, and you know, they have methods to go about getting those type of followers. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of marketing companies do ask to see those ratios. Oh yeah. And if, if your ratios do not match what the, you know their needs are then of course they won't go i know go yeah yeah and uh and to his point um howie is definitely um, speaking the truth here he definitely did not charge us when we were just starting out <laughs> and asked him for some pictures he totally hooked us up best guy ever <laughs> so for yeah sure. multiple um, times multiple times. yeah no worries no worries yeah yeah definitely respect really appreciative that, um, so yeah, like especially during this time with the covid too mm-hmm. yeah, i respect so like you, you say you you've like you, you're we can tell that you're a super busy man like you go to like nine <laughs> restaurants every day pick pictures all over the place but like no, do you, it's not every day do you like how do you find the time to like kind of like step back and like make time for yourself you know what i mean very good and, question so uh at one point, I think in my third year, I actually got burnt out and really exhausted when I was doing this because I was sleeping at like 2 to 3 a.m., waking up at 7 to 8 a.m., just, you know, getting everything all organized because I'll start engaging at, you know, 7, 8 in the morning. And then mm-hmm. at 2 to 3, I would be editing and, you know, doing everything that I'd be doing. It got super exhausting. So what I've been doing is actually setting a schedule and pushing people like, you know, back a bit. And asking if they like, hey, I'm not free during this week. Would we be able to do the week after, or maybe even the week after that? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and it allowed me to, you know, at least, you know, have some time to read a book or, you know, head out to check out the rec room, you know, in Brentwood. How is the rec room in Brentwood? I I heard a lot of good things about it. Super busy, super (laughs) busy. I heard it's only like 19 plus. Uh, It is 19 plus indeed um, because alcohol is served, but I did see kids there as well. Uh, I think you got to have like a parent with you too. Yeah. yeah, it looks sick with all the pictures and videos. It's really cool. It's really cool. It's a great addition to the city of Burnaby. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about this rec room. If you guys want to just film it. Oh, okay. So rec room is kind of like Pladium. If you remember Pladium back at Metro Town. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's like a so, super modern version. Yeah. So there's a. It's like a super big arcade. It's kind kind of like CHQ. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. CHQ, but better. Okay. <laughs> More of uh, that midnight racing game. Yeah, correct. Oh, man. I got to play that thing again. Okay, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so obviously, you know, you're going hard, you're doing your day job, you're doing yeah. all this editing, you're do- and doing all this engaging. Obviously, at some point, you're going to feel burnt out. Like you said, come yeah. Across, like, yeah, like a low point in your life. At like at that point though, like how would you overcome that? Like what would you do? I'm not the type to actually let everything go all at once and just like, hey, I'm just gonna stop using Instagram and you know, uh, for myself, there is a responsibility where I have to complete everything I have, but I was just stop accepting everything that keeps on coming to me. Even though there are a lot of opportunities that I will miss out. I will have to give those up and I tend to pass those opportunities to my friends to do because I know at least it'll benefit people that I trust that you know will do a good job in you know even though I'm not there mm-hmm. yeah because uh, you know me I have like friends with like Michael or maybe you know other people that I've, I've worked with and I'll just actually pass those opportunities over to them and say like, hey would you want to take you know do this that's great to hear. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. Okay. So yeah, now that you mentioned, you know, you have your friends who are doing similar things than you. Uh, how did you first become friends with them? Did you reach out to them? Very good question. Uh, so about two years ago, foodie was totally different from now. Mm. Uh, everyone was doing group tastings where a restaurant would ask, like, hey, can you invite five people, six people to a tasting itself. It is very cost-effective for a restaurant to do something like that. Oh, yeah. uh, Instead of inviting one person to have a six-people meal, they can invite six people to have a six-people meal, and all six people can post at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I met, I would say, a good bunch of foodies that I would call friends. Uh, And then, you know, those friends would be people that, I would later on invite to restaurants that I work for or I work with. And then uh, if I had a really good experience at those restaurants, I would also recommend the restaurants to reach out to, you know, XYZ, you know, to try to try out those places and then and get them, you know, uh, invited as well. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, uh, a lot of those friends were just from tastings that I've done in the past. Nice, okay. So for, for those of us that are joining us who don't really have these opportunities, like going to group tastings and stuff, 
how would you recommend those guys try and reach out and find people that are interested in the same stuff? Very good question. So like I said, you should be engaging with people that, you know, in Vancouver, in Canada, and especially if you're starting out in being a foodie itself, you should mm -hmm. follow people that you want to be inspired to become later on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, reach out for them uh, and just ask them for advice on, you know, what they should be doing, you know, how can I grow my followers? Not everyone's gonna reply back to you, of course, but you know, even one out of a hundred people that apply back to you, that's still someone. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, I think about three weeks ago, yeah, three weeks ago, I actually met up with two foodies that I've never met before. They actually, mm -hmm. uh, they asked me like, hey, can you come out to have brunch with us? You know, we really wanted to talk and understand mm -hmm. more about the foodie uh, you know, community itself, because they started during the pandemic. And I was like, mm. okay, sure, you know, and then we just started chatting about, you know, things that I've done in the past, what they can be doing to, you know, improve on what they're, you know, already doing. So yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. Solid. Yeah, always just finding like a group, group of friends to do the thing is just like so much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do you got like any like upcoming projects, like secret projects that you, that you, that you could share with us? Uh, secret project wise. Uh, Just like a tidbit. Not really a secret project that I'm per se doing. Uh, there are a few restaurants that uh, are coming out soon this summer and right. I have already shot or will be shooting for them. So sweet. Yeah. Can't so wait to here. see those. And did they reach out to you first? Uh, there's one that I've done, I, I think, third year now, and they have a new restaurant that will be opening soon. And oh, then, gotcha. Yeah. And then there's one that I just recently shot that's opening soon in downtown. Oh, nice. Gastown. <laughs> can't wait to, I can't wait to see these on your page soon. There yeah, you go. same. Okay. I guess uh, what I'm curious about is, so you take these great pictures, um, you're posting them on Instagram. Do you do anything else to market those posts besides like running giveaways and stuff? Very good as well. So I tend to, uh, if it's a giveaway, mm -hmm. uh, I tend to promote the post as well. Because uh, mm -hmm. I know my engagement tends to lie within the foodie community itself. So if mm -hmm. I do promote the post itself, it goes beyond that. Mm -hmm. And it, it depends on how much a restaurant or a business gives me. So if a business gives me about $20 of food, I will actually promote $20 into, you know, wow. the Instagram post itself. Cause you know, they're giving me something, I'll give back something. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice man. give and take. I see. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. And not, not, not everyone does that. Just saying. <laughs> mm, yeah. For sure. So, okay. So when you do promote a post though, uh, with that, extra engagement be mostly local or would that just be it, it's only local? within so i set the area to where the business is so oh. just say if i was promoting a place in metro town i would only set it within a 10 kilometer radius within uh, metro oh. town itself and promote nice. within that yeah wow that is super effective yeah nice okay so what does the word happiness mean to you Seeing other, you know, happy, I, I would assume, you know, uh, when, whenever I post something and when I see people like, uh, 
I would say the comments itself when they say like, okay, uh, I'm gonna go try out that restaurant. Mm-hmm. I know I've done a good job promoting the restaurant itself. Mm-hmm. And when I uh, post something like, oh my God, uh, I'm getting so hungry, you know, looking at your shot itself, it means that, okay, I did a good job posting because I know my shot turned out well. Because <laughs> sure. uh, to be honest, sometimes my shots don't turn out well. Right, uh, right. At a restaurant shoot itself, I sometimes spend two to three hours shooting it. Mm. And sometimes those shots might not turn out to the best of what I want it to turn out due to lighting, due to uh, presentation. Because I tend to, you know, change the presentation of the food itself mm-hmm. to make it look more, you know, engaging to the eyes. Uh, once you see the post, you must double tap on it and, you know, like the post itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, so... It takes a lot of effort as a foodie itself uh, to actually make the food appealing to make people want to come in. And once I, you know, change up the food, change up the design of how the food is supposed to be, and hopefully, you know, after shooting everything, people will actually like, you know, why I'm posting. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced like negative, hateful comment in your comment section literally what i was about to ask oh nice. very good question i have i actually have uh especially on food that people do not think should be food right so, so uh there was a restaurant that i did uh, last year where they were offering a king crab pizza so they had king crab on it they oh, had a lobster they had that, looked, that crab, sounds amazing you know, it sounds amazing but then chefs were messaging me like hey that shouldn't be food itself because you have to put in so much effort into a pizza itself (laughs) right something that you should you know just eat so i actually got comments like that Mm -hmm. but they actually sent me private message first before they you know Mm -hmm. yeah i see i see Hmm. so So, okay yeah go ahead no no go go okay 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 so when you get this negative feedback does this affect your your mental or does this affect your process or do you just kind of just let it go? Well, it will change the way I'm thinking on how I'm going to do my next project or next, you know, post itself. Should mm-hmm. I be posting something, you know, if I ever get a king crab pizza or something like that, I will bring that attention over to the restaurants itself. Cause mm-hmm. I think one of the biggest thing that a lot of newer foodies or, you know, foodies themselves, if they don't like a restaurant, they might even post it saying like, hey, never try out this restaurant. This restaurant sucks, you know, stuff like that. Right, right. For, for myself, I try to avoid saying stuff like that because there has been a lot of restaurants that has been closed down due to comments like that. And of course, we don't want to see another restaurant being closed down. So mm. one thing that I think foodies or, you know, people should do is tell the chef, tell the people that are working there first, you know, send them private message letting them know that, hey, you know, I, these are ways that you can improve on the food itself and let, oh, yeah. you know, Honest let the restaurant know of, of, of your feedback. Good. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. of blasting them online saying like, hey, you know, never go to that restaurant ever again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honest yeah. feedback is super great and helpful. For sure. Do you ever struggle with perfectionism do you ever think you spend hours shooting you're editing it up and you're like man it's just the lighting it's just not (laughs) food right you're like man i don't think this is good enough to post do you ever go through this 
I do, I do. Uh, I think there was a picture that I did uh, for a restaurant, uh, free of charge, of course, but mm -hmm. then the shot didn't turn out to what I want to post it. I spent, I would say, over a week just editing, you know, fine details, sharpening, you know, every edge, actually drawing out, you know, sharpening the picture itself and yep. cleaning up the picture itself to actually make it, you know, look as appealing as, you know, as I can. Right. Yeah. And, and the whole time too, it's mostly just in your head. Like nobody's going to know. It's all that. in my head. Yeah. 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 And plus you're not even getting charged for it. So then it really makes no sense, but, but you still struggle with it, man. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfectionism is, is, is tough. It's there. It's there for most yeah. people. Yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. could be severe too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Okay. So what makes you happy? What do you do every day to kind of keep yourself happy? Because it's just always the small things, I think. Yeah, you know, just seeing other people happy already makes me happy. You know, when, whenever people around me are happy, I'm happy. You know, it's the just the vibe five. that people give. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's just, uh, of course, you don't want to see your friends sad, see people around you sad. So then, you know, once, you know, you find the right crowd of people and, you know, that energy actually surrounds you itself, I would say, because, uh, you know, I used to be happy with goals that I set, but then I know it's not a race with goals. Uh, it's more of a marathon for myself mm -hmm. where it will take progress because, you know, even for myself, uh, at one point, you know, uh, when I was doing foodie, my weight went up to 175. But then after I set goals for myself, I brought my weight down to 135. Mm -hmm. And that took a lot of effort, a lot of, you know, change. And of course, it brought me happiness. But was I actually really happy inside? Because I actually had to cut back a lot of my foodie stuff. <laughs> and then, you know, finding the middle ground of doing foodie, finding, doing exercise and, you know, doing everything itself, mm -hmm. then I, I, I was truly happy because, you know, I was able good to balance. find that balance to do everything all at once. Then, yeah. Right. For sure. You know, it's all connected, like mental, you know, physical, spiritual. Oh yeah. If, if one of those things is out of whack, you know, you can't really be too happy. For sure. But man, if I ever got into this foodie game, I would get just so fat. There's just no chance. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta share the food. Share it. Oh, yeah. Or or I need to do extensive testing. So you know, it's just all for me, man. Have you done like uh like brands, not like restaurant wise, but like like uh, like snack products and like like in those kinds of lives? Have you those have you done those kinds of projects recently or? Yeah. Uh, uh... Last week, I did a brand called uh, Aroma Truffles, right. uh, oh, which is a truffle chip brand. Uh, really good. I would say, I think they're from Singapore. Oh. So they started uh, launching the brand in Vancouver itself. And they reached out to me and a couple of other foodies. I would right. say best truffle chips I've ever tried. Damn. Yeah. And, you know, that that's hard to say because uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I think I've tried about, I don't know, a handful of what. They're, they're all good but this one actually had so much truffle taste that 
Would you say your palate has like evolved after eating all these different <laughs> kinds of food? This is a good question. Yes. Yes. Oh did. yeah. Uh, but it's not to the point that if I enjoy McDonald's, like if I go to McDonald's, I will still enjoy my. Oh, for McDonald's. sure, for sure. But I've had friends that go to you know McDonald's and they're like, "What am I eating? <laughs> is this you know even a burger?" You know, but when I go to McDonald's, I know what I'm getting into. Right, right. And I always go for you know my junior chickens, you know stuff like that. Oh I'm yeah. I'm still happy with what I get. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the McDonald's. What McDouble is your well. uh, McDonald's order? <laughs> I'll always go for my junior chicken, and uh-huh. I actually go for iced coffees now because they're one dollar. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> and ice coffees you should try the new TikTok trend where you put the ice cream in the iced coffee. Oh really? Oh. Yeah. I, gotta I did not know about this trend. <laughs> gotta yeah, try that out. Super trendy. Like the Sunday, you just the vanilla cone. Yeah, but so you put a vanilla cone inside your iced coffee itself. Oh, uh, so it's like an ice cream float. Yeah, but like yeah, coffee yeah. and coffee. Ah, super popular. Yeah. Is it really good? Have you have you tried it? Uh, I'm lactose, so I gotcha. try to avoid stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that would just be death for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, well, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, really uh, appreciate it, Howie. Yeah, I know you, you're a super busy guy, so definitely appreciate it. Um, for everyone uh, that are interested in checking out your dope pictures, um, your Instagram, it's food with Howie with underscores in between, right? Yes. Carl. Yeah, plug, plug in whatever uh, social media is. Uh, you <laughs> underscore Howie. Yeah. yeah. So uh, wait, wait. you check me out on uh, Instagram, food underscore with underscore Howie. Uh, you can also find a little bio of me on Noms Meg as top ten foodies to check out in Canada as well. Sweet, and awesome. yeah, just feel free to message me if you do have you know any questions. Always willing to help. Thank you so much, awesome. Howie. Thank you so much. Okay, no problem. <laughs> cool. We'll let you get back to what were you doing before? Enjoying a uh, summer speed. Oh, oh, nice. nice. <laughs> Man, I I don't think I've tried that. Is it is it good? Or is it like yeah, it's a, good. A seltzer, a cider. Next time I try you, uh, next next time I see you, I'm uh, I, I can actually bring some to you. Thank yeah, you, yeah, Howie. for sure. Let's do it up. Okay, thanks again, Howie. No so problem. Have a great rest of the day. Um, have a great rest of the week. You're gonna kill perfect, him, man. Perfect. Okay. You as well. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait to see what you have coming up and all that. Sounds this good. new TikTok game. Ooh, okay, I'm ready for it. <laughs> yep, yep, ready. Uh, it's going to be fire. <laughs> the world just is not ready. Okay. All right. Thanks, Howie. Okay. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. See ya.